Have the miracle gifts, gifts of tongues, prophecy, healing, and raising the dead for today. Cessationists believe that the end of the apostolic age has brought about a cessation of certain gifts associated with that age. And there's a new documentary, Cessationists, that takes a deeper dive into this view. And we're talking about it this morning with the writer, narrator, and producer of this new documentary and pastor of Faith Fellowship Church, David Lovey. Good morning, David. Good morning. I'm so happy to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. So I can only imagine that uh, the film, the the documentary, and uh, your viewpoints have caused a bit of controversy, a bit of discussion here and there. Um, first of all, let's just jump in. What is it exactly that the film uh, and the documentary is expressing? What is it? What is it that that is the statement? Well, uh, a cessationist is not someone who wants to leave the union, <laughs> like some people <laughs> think. Um, a right. cessationist is, is a person um, who uh, believes that the apostolic sign gifts, primarily the gifts of tongues, interpretation of tongues, the gift of healing, and the gift of prophecy as it was expressed in the Old and the New Testament, uh, after the apostolic era of the Church, has ceased. That's where we get the word cessation. But those things have ceased uh, when the apostolic age ceased. Um, some cessationists disagree about the exact um, timing of that, um, most saying it with the death of the last apostle, the Apostle John. So let's clarify on that, because you are not saying that there are no miracles today, are you? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, we absolutely affirm that God can do miracles today, that He does the miraculous today, that He's the God who answers prayers. We're commanded to pray all throughout the Scripture for the sick and uh, for many different things, and God is absolutely at work uh, in the world today. Um, and we know that God does miracles today because regeneration itself is a miracle. Amen. God take, takes out the heart of stone and gives a heart of flesh. That's not something that we can bring about in our own power. God is the one who does that, and that's a miraculous event. I, I would say that that's actually the greatest miraculous thing that God does on the level of Jesus telling Lazarus, come out of the grave, that that's what he does in the heart of every Christian who comes to him. What we're specifically saying is that God gave to the apostles and those associated with the apostles certain miraculous abilities, which were for the confirmation of the apostolic message, and that once the Scripture uh, once the, the message of the apostles was inscripturated, then those signs of an apostles, as, uh, as 2 Corinthians 12.12 12 says, Paul says, I did the signs of an apostle while I was among you, with signs, wonders, and mighty deeds, that those things then were no longer necessary in the Church because they were for the, uh, the confirmation of the apostolic authority. So let me ask just a clarification, and forgive my ignorance, okay? I'm just sure. approaching it just for clarification. Are you, let's say, the issue of healing. Are you saying that an individual uh, or group of individuals doesn't have the ability any longer to, you know, lay hands on and pray and, and heal 
groups of individuals or many people, you know, one after another? Or, or and does that also include individual singular events? Let's say uh, uh, a parent praying, for, you know, praying and, and, and putting their hands on the child and, and praying for healing, and the, then the child is better. It, are you saying individually it doesn't occur anymore or in mass or both? Oh, okay. So that's a, that's a great question. So again, I would absolutely affirm that God answers prayers, that when there's a sick child and the parent prays for the child, and God may answer that prayer in the affirmative and say yes and do a miraculous thing in that person. What we're saying is this, that there was, as we see in for instance, Acts chapter 3, there was an ability that the apostles had that they knew that they had. When Peter and John come up to the man who's uh, crippled at the gate called Beautiful in Acts chapter 3, and uh, he's looking for them to give him some kind of alms. And Peter says to him, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, get up and walk. And the man instantly got up and walked. His feet and legs were strengthened. That that is an ability which the apostles had, which is no longer in operation today. It wasn't that they were praying for the ability. They had the ability, and Peter knew that he had it. Or if we fast forward just two more chapters to Acts chapter 5, and we see where the apostles were walking down the street, and people were bringing the sick out and laying them on the street so that if even the shadow of Peter might fall upon them. The text literally says, and all of them were healed. It was that they had an ability. When we say gift, the gift of miracles, or the gift of healing, I like to put it this way. Um, we would say, especially in Chicago, I live outside Chicago, we would say Michael Jordan is a gifted <laughs> basketball player, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Or, or he was anyway. What do we mean <laughs> when we say that? We mean that he had an ability to make baskets, right? That's, that's what it means when we say he's gifted. He can use it at that, will. Yes, at will. That, that directly the apostles and, again, those associated with the apostles. It's interesting that in Romans chapter 1, the apostle Paul says, I desire to come to you so that I may impart some spiritual gift to you. Isn't that an interesting thing that Paul says there? It's not like I can go and impart a spiritual gift to you. If I came over to your studio today and I laid my hand on your shoulder, I couldn't even give you any of the normal gifts of the Spirit. I couldn't, you know, if you you didn't have the gift of healing, I wouldn't be able to lay my hands on, or, or the gift of teaching, rather. I wouldn't be able to lay my hands on you and say, I impart the gift of teaching to you. But Paul, through his apostolic authority, had the ability to impart miraculous abilities on those to whom he laid his hands. We see that happening in Acts 3, we see it in Acts 5, where they exercise this ability, and without even uh, uh, going into what the Scripture says at all on the matter, the simple fact is we don't see those things in operation at all today. There is Nobody that we could call, for instance, in South America or in Asia or Africa, there's no person that we could call to come up to, uh, let's say, a child that has Down syndrome 
and come and lay their hand on the Down syndrome child and heal that child of that disease. It's because that ability was an apostolic ability, which is no longer given today. So, David, walk me through the putting together of this documentary on this subject. Why now? Why did you decide to really put this forward now as a conversation? Well, for a number of reasons. One is that I was pastoring a church up in Antioch, Illinois, and and I could see how destructive false miracle workers and false signs and wonders really were on my own church that I was pastoring, mm. and how some of the people, when I had very the very first a uh, couple of weeks of my pastor, and I realized that there were people who were really deceived by that and whose faith was being hurt by fake miracle workers. And it caused me, at the time, I really didn't know quite what I believed about how the Holy Spirit uh, was working in the world today. I considered myself open but cautious, I suppose. And it, it caused me to really dig into what, what does the Bible teach about this? What do I believe about the Holy Spirit and how he works in the world today? And I, and I became a cessationist through the study of the scriptures. Um, when I, that, that, was, that was in 2014 that, that I really started to dig into this mm. subject. Um, I made this movie, of course, more recently. It just came out in September. Um, Actually, because of the pandemic, um, uh, we were planning on making another movie on actually the wife of Martin Lloyd-Jones, Bethan Lloyd-Jones. I had made a film on Martin Lloyd-Jones in 2014, and um, we were going to do another film. And then the pandemic happened, and uh, we weren't able to get to England. And so my producer said to me, well, if there was any other film that you would like to make, what would it be? And I said, I want to make a film about cessationism. I think that it's something that the church really do- doesn't have a strong grasp on pneumatology, the study of the Holy Spirit, who the Spirit is, and how he works in the world, which I absolutely, again, affirm he works in the world, and he sanctifies us, he points us to Christ, he empowers the Christian life, he works inside of every single Christian, he's alive Uh, All we are saying is this, that those certain miraculous abilities that we see that the uh, apostles were able to do, that those things, uh, they retired successfully. The the apostles used these gifts to confirm their message. And now that we have the Scripture, we have everything we need for life and for godliness. What kind of pushback have you gotten— on this so far, uh, when you pitched the idea and said, this is what I want to make, I imagine there were a couple eyebrows that went up. Um, what, kind of, <laughs> what kind of pushback have you gotten both in uh, trying to get it produced and now that it's out? Uh, well, the, the real pushback has happened since the movie's come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've been vilified. Uh, there, there have been people who have said we're preaching the doctrine of demons, uh, that that uh, cessationism is just one step away from atheism, um, all, all kinds of really false statements like we don't believe that the Holy Spirit works in the world today or that he does mir- miracles. All those things are really actually slanderous um, and, and not true at all. 
I absolutely believe in the Holy Spirit. He is the third person of the Blessed Trinity, and he is at work in the world today. And we believe that he does miraculous things today. Um, and and what, what the film is really about, the film Cessationist is really about, is about God's true work in the world and, and what he's doing right now. And the, the, the Christian life is absolutely impossible to live outside of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that's what we want. That's what we want to convey to people. Mm-hmm. I'd like to ask you a question about how we interrelate and have a relationship in the body with brothers and sisters that disagree with us on this. Yeah, I, I think that's a really great uh, question, especially because we have been, I have been slandered, and the other filmmakers who are partners with me in, in this in this film really have been kind of slandered. So I, I know what it feels like um, for for that to happen. What what I would say is this: that we should approach this conversation as as a, a family conversation. That we're, we're talking uh, in, in large measure to other Christians. There are, I would again affirm that there are many charismatic Christians in the world today. There will be many charismatics in the kingdom of heaven. We are not saying that those who believe right now in the miraculous gifts of the Holy Spirit are not saved people. Absolutely not. Uh, we're not saying that. Um, there are many saved Christians who believe, who disagree with, with me, and I would say that what we need to do is sharpen one another. Let's see what the Scripture says. You know, the Church has always done that. Every century, there's always been theological disputation. There's always been debate on theological issues. This is the reason for all of the early creeds. It's the reason for the early Church councils, that Christians should be able to have loving and sincere uh, uh, conversations with each other and even disagreements with each other and not vilify one another or say, you know, you're not a Christian because you don't agree with me on some secondary issue. Um, we, we want to extend that, that kind of grace. Uh, at least I can speak for myself and the other filmmakers along with me. We want to extend that kind of grace to our charismatic brethren and we would hope that they would extend that, that grace to us as well. That, that this is something, it, it is an important issue because it has to do with God. It has to do with the nature of God and how God works in the world. But let's have a conversation about it. Let's look at what the Scripture says. And though, uh, you know, I, I've, I have to say it's not all been really bad pushback toward us. There have been good charismatic brothers who disagree and want to continue the conversation, and and we might have to just agree to disagree sometimes. Um, But it should be something that I think every Christian needs to have some kind of a grasp on. Who is God? How does God work? What does he do in the world? That's what we wanted to, that's why we wanted to make this film. It's good. I, I, if anything else, I appreciate the mm-hmm. the bravery for this. I have a, a friend of mine that works very closely with um, the charismatic uh, Assembly of God uh, uh, Ministries, 
And he and I have had discussions about this subject, about what you have talked about. He and I have had very good discussions about it. And I've asked him, he's expressed doubts, right, and concerns. And I've asked, have you expressed those uh, to others around you? And his answer is, no, I'm afraid to. Uh, because I don't want the criticism. I don't. He doesn't want to lose his job, and and I think approaching these issues, like you said, having a reasonable discussion, having the, uh, based in scripture, is healthy and it is warranted and it is necessary. And I, I appreciate what you're doing, if nothing else, but to bring the issue to a discussion so that we can explore what does God say about these very important issues. I mean, thank you. It it really is important. When we think about something like prophecy, for instance, which which is, I I think, probably the most serious out of those topics that we cover, tongues and healing and prophecy, probably prophecy is the most serious, because when a person says, thus says the Lord, or God, God told me, well, then God never speaks less than authoritatively or less than uh, inerrantly. He only always ever speaks authoritatively, inerrantly, infallibly. And so when, when someone says, well, God told me something, uh, you know, we need to be maybe careful about how we phrase that, yes, l- yeah. lest mm-hmm. we even, e- even inadvertently become a false prophet. Right. And, and say that God is saying things that he's not saying. So like uh, anyway, I, I say that just as an example, because this is a conversation that we should be having, that the church really needs to be. That now that we live in this time of social media where anyone can just put anything out there out, out in public, yeah. you know, and everyone has a platform. We just need to be careful. I think carefulness is something that is sorely lacking in, in a lot of uh, popular Christianity today. Well, it's certainly fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, David, where can we see this film? Where can we see this documentary, Cessationist? Thank you. Um, so, Cessationist is uh, on cessationistmovie.com. And then, uh, but probably the most popular platform that we have it on at the moment is Amazon. If you just search the Cessationist movie on Amazon, uh, it should pop up. And I really, really appreciate you guys having this conversation with me today. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate your time. And uh, keep going, keep doing what you do, and keep in touch with us. Let us know how things are going. Thank you. God bless you both.